Welcome to season three of the Stone Church Podcast. This is a weekly podcast where we dig into what's going on here at the Stone Church in Manchester, Iowa, and helping you to know and grow in the love of Christ. Enjoy! Fire away. Sounds great. Oh, we're live. Yay. Hey. Hey. Hey, everyone. Hey. Well, welcome. That was like great. That like never happens. Jeez. You never move that closer. You almost hit me. All right. Welcome to. Super echoey because you're so far away from it. Oh, sorry. Welcome to the Stone Church Podcast. Hello. Wait, I got to do the fancy graphics thing. Okay, hold on. Dang it, I didn't change it. No. All right, so we are on episode 51, season 3, episode 11. So, before we get rolling, we need to give a shout out Nailed to it. we need to give a shout out to all of our fellow trucker guys out there and gals that are trucking away because it is a trucker week, I believe. Is it? I believe so. It's either oh. National Trucker Day or Trucker Week or something like that. Hmm. So, driving the big rigs, we love you out there today. Thank you for doing a thankless job and running all over the country. But hey, they get to drive around and get paid to listen to our podcast. So, <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, I don't know. You're don't welcome. Know. Is Josh on yet? Yes. Josh, happy Truckers Week, brother. We love you. And you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> so, welcome. so, fun fact, Josh was telling me about the new 5G stuff that's coming out and how it changes the firefighters' world. Did you know that they are working on the technology to have visual layouts of the buildings and stuff in their helmets as they go into buildings? Isn't that cool? I don't, that's so random, but like it's, yeah, kind of like, I don't know how, but yeah, it's going to be pretty lit. That is interesting. Josh said, that's a big 10-4 rubber ducky. Yeah. (laughs) Be careful the skateboards out there, big cats. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. My name is Jessica Pape. With me is our lead pastor, Joe Camp, and our executive worship pastor, Scotty Sanders. Hi, Scotty. I feel like last week I had more titles. Well, yeah, you are the sound effects guy and our producer and something else yeah. that you like to. I know I was like all this stuff, like you just take care of it and I'll just read I my questions. To, so to, uh, like shove the bike into your face. Yeah. So you got the notification shut off. Just want to make sure. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I love to. It's my guy. Second service, actually. No, it was, dude, it was, it was so good. It was so good. I, I, yeah. yeah. Even first service was amazing. It was all good, but. Dude, I was I was hot mad. I don't know if I was mad. I was just like, no. I I I don't know. I I had a couple people after after service, like, hey, I'm I'm glad you did what you did, but I didn't even notice anything. Like that's that's really good, but there are those who did. Yeah. And those who did were more than likely distracted because of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my dad called me randomly at work yesterday, and he was like, hey, we're having a debate. Can you clear this up for us? And I'm like, okay. And he's like, during first service, you did that one song twice. I said, yeah. He said, and during second service, you did it twice again. I said, no. And I hear Bob in the background say, I told you. <laughs> Bob was on the team. Yeah, Why was he not listen to him? Yeah, he didn't listen to him. That's pretty great. Man. I know. I don't know what happened. It's because this this is too tight here. 
Sorry, technical difficulties. Well, I don't know that this is as much technical as operational difficulties. It definitely is operational. Yes. Well, who's the, wait, <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah. You. Yeah. What is it going on? And then now, there you go. There, right. go. there we go. Oh well then. Isn't it great that we can get rolling here? It is great. <laughs> All right, time for the Current Culture <laughs> Connection. Yes. Is this where we talk about the Super Bowl halftime or not? No. Oh, okay. All right. Nope. We are not. Thank you for asking. <laughs> I get to write. I get to write the questions here for yeah. a reason. <laughs> for a reason. So. I'll listen to it. Whatever, man. Let's do it. No, I'm in charge. All <laughs> we right. Need a, we need a sound. We need a harmonica. Harmonica? Oh, what? <laughs> From the other sound night. From the other night. Small group. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's like eight times. I, know, eight. I love it. Okay. <laughs> so, current culture connection. We are going to talk about the Super Bowl. <laughs> hey, thank you. You're welcome. Um, but the question is, what was your favorite commercial? Don't know. Didn't hardly watch any of it. I watched some of the game. Dipped out during the commercials, and then I really didn't watch. I, I, I just I didn't, so I don't really have anything applicable to this conversation. <laughs> Good, you can shut up. Yeah. <laughs> All I know is that there's a ton of controversy, as always, with the Super Bowl. So. As always. Yeah. He's he's trying. No. Uh, he's trying. Well, we're just gonna leave it there because there's always controversy, and it is. It's we're like gonna yeah. it's, It almost Thank reminds you. me of the Iowa. Democratic caucus. All right. <laughs> hey, this is why whenever people come up to you at Walmart, they talk politics. Probably. Yeah, probably. It's because and we're not on this that. podcast. We yeah. actually set this rule up when we started the podcast. I'm with you. No I'm, politics. No, I'm not. So I just happened to just say it reminds me of that. You say a lot that. of controversy. You say you say I'm not, but then you like throw little things in there. Like my bad. You sprinkle little politics. I'm just gonna go over in the corner and play my harmonica. <laughs> Okay, no more inside jokes either, because they're not funny. Uh, Goodness, I am like losing control today. You, you right. better get a hold of it. Favorite commercial to go. <laughs> um, so, one of one oh. of two. Do Do you have one? The Kevin, um, or not? Not the Kevin. Um, the one guy uh, with the long hair. About MC Hammer? No, the long hair guy. He's always oh well. the Jason Momoa guy. Oh, yes. Jason Momoa. Okay, that, yes. that, I did see that one, and that was funny. So that was weird. It was weird. Actually, funny. It was weird, funny. Yeah, same, yeah. same. Um, I would say uh, it was either the Google one or the Charlie Day ones. The um, Tide. The oh, see, I didn't see that. I heard about that one, but yeah. I didn't see that one. What he's, about what about comfortable. Jeep? Groundhog Day, where he oh yeah that Bill was Murray. really good. I didn't get to see it, but I saw like, he, something about that. Yeah. he stole the groundhog. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, was oh, funny. it's yeah. Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was good, and it was perfect because it was Groundhog Day. Like, yeah. I'm surprised more people didn't play into that. That was really genius. I I had no idea it was Groundhog Day. Yeah, no idea. Well, um, it did not see its shadow. Yes, so it's good. Praise Holy Jesus. I'm struggling <laughs> with, with winter this year. I'm struggling with it. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. Oh, Anything else you guys want to talk about the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, man, what was your so fun? Um, so I like the Jeep one, but the one that really stuck out to me, just because it was different, is the one from New York Life, um, where they we, they talked about 
like the flaola, but it was really focused on agape. And they actually like broke down each Greek word and what it meant. And it was about like loving another people, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was good. Cause usually they are like fun of the MC hammer one is like when that people talked yeah. about and you know, they're like, they're cultural and they're, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're even funny, but I don't think a lot of them are funny anymore. I feel like I'm really not relevant. Um, but I did like the fact that they <laughs> we didn't say it. <laughs> that was my thought. Well, even like most people, like when it was Bill Murray, I'm like, I know him. And there was one commercial with John Cena. I didn't know the Jason dude. Jason like, Momoa? Yeah, I was told that he's, he's from Iowa. But, yeah, I don't know him. I don't know. Like, is he from Iowa? He is. He is. From Iowa. And so is Ashton Kutcher. Like, I know oh, Ashton. I didn't know that. You don't know Ashton either. Kutcher's from Iowa? He's from Cedar Rapids. Do you know that Ashton Kutcher has a twin brother? Yeah. yeah do you know that one? Ashton Ooh, Kutcher used to work at Quaker Mills. Oh. Yeah, like this is like super relevant. I had no idea. Oh. Great people come from Iowa, guys. It's the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even say that anymore. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else you guys want to add? No, uh, I'm not allowed. You. It Great. was the no, Super Bowl not. itself was a nail biter until it the was, last yeah the last quarter. Yeah. It was a good game. The Chiefs just a good game. It was a good game. Yeah, it's just good. I don't, did you see who won MVP? Uh, Mahomes did. I no, think. he did. Yeah, he, he didn't deserve it. Yeah, just telling you. That's, that's bullshit. It's all rigged anyway. Yeah, yeah. Every bit of it. Just, just like that halftime show. Okay, we are going to move it. That on was you, right now. <laughs> that didn't say a word. Uh, you can talk to these guys individually on your own. Uh, please you don't. Like as far as the Super Bowl oh, is concerned. No, yeah. now you're going to close off the conversation. I don't really have anyone. All I know is is that. No, 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 no. You're getting into it. No, I'm not. I'm all. I'm, I'm just making one. All I know is that one statement is that, about the halftime oh, show. Everybody wants to spend so much time debating the halftime show or and Super Bowl in general. And I'm just like, let's go show people Jesus and forget it. Like, it's it. There's nothing you can do to control it. So stop. So that's kind of my thing. It's, it's not realistic, though. I mean, it's great in theory. I know, but. All right. Thank you for your input. I told you. I appreciate it. See. It's great. I wasn't supposed to pop, and it did. All right. Well, moving on to our segment, we call the breakdown. Let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work on that one. <laughs> that was kind of funny. All right, so just kind of doing um, some recap and digging a little bit deeper from the message on this past Sunday. So we started a new series this week called "The Art of Being Unordinary." Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you were there. Um, can you give us an overview of what this series is all about and where it will take us in the Gospel Project? I cannot. Scotty can't. No. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I. It's just. It's. I think it's going to be an awesome series. Just where God uses some, some, uh, some people you may not know throughout the Old Testament to do some really extraordinary things. And we're dialing in and trying to find some characteristics because, um, again, they're still applicable and, and imperative for our journeys here in this life. And based off the premise that God has a plan for everyone and that plan, whether we like it or not, is his plan that we uh, at times will need a certain, you know, characteristics that are somewhat uncommon, um, you know, for us to exist in or to move to in our lives. So I'm pretty excited about this series. I think this series is in line with something that we're going to do kind of almost 
epic as a church in stepping forward in some things. And so I'm, I'm really, I, I think it's setting us up it, the timeliness of it, that it makes perfect sense of what we're getting ready to do. So stay tuned for that. But it's pretty cool when you begin to really look at how God has not just positioned us individually, but us as a church. Um, so got to throw that in there, too. So I threw a little bit of that in there this week, too. Just like, man, you know, God has centered us right where we are, you know, and we just we can get so comfortable so quickly. And uh, mm -hmm. so it's, it's, I think it's going to be a great series. So. And I don't even go as far as to say we as a church are unordinary. We are now. I definitely believe that. Well, because we're just like a hodgepodge. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. We got everybody up, yeah, in, this, yeah. up in this place. Well, we have you guys. That's pretty unordinary. We're awesome. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that we're. Yeah, we probably are a little You're unordinary. unordinary. This unordinary. Our, this Armenian over here. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Oh, man. Rachel's oh, smiling. sorry. Armenian, Wesleyan. Wesleyan, what's, Armenian. What, what, what's the difference? No, my. That's all. <laughs> okay. Back on track. All right. Uh, I'm just going to go to the next question. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. So you really focus on Esther. We're going to get to her in just a second. But mm -hmm. um, I want to talk about one of the other characters, Mordecai, mm -hmm. who was Mordecai. in there. I really love the name Mordecai. It's a cool name. It is a really cool name. Okay. So. Well, Calling Mord for short. No, it's Mordecai. Morty. Morty. There you go. <laughs> like it. Okay. Um, Morty C. <laughs> what qualities make Mordecai heroic and noble? And how does he compare with similar heroes like Daniel and Joseph? Does he measure up to their level? So in your perception of him. Uh, man, I so I actually read that question before. And uh, I didn't read anything you. after this part. <laughs> um, I think we have to be super cautious when we look at measuring up and when we look at the way God uses people. And, you know, that's the one thing that that, that can actually kind of get to me in, in a church, too. You know, um, God is the particular gifts he's given me to be able to share his word is no different than the gifts that he's given someone to smile, shake hands and give a hug to a, or a first time guest or something. Those gifts are, they're, they're different in nature, but they're all God's giftings. And so when we look at that question, it's like, man, you have to be careful, like measuring up. Mordecai was, was he used his, he utilized his giftings when God needed him to utilize those. And, and the, the cool part about Mordecai is, and, if, if this particular part wasn't in there, you wouldn't probably understand his connection and the whole thing. But the reason this thing actually begins to exist is because of his dedication to God and the fact that he wouldn't bow down to anyone but God. Mm -hmm. So that's why this whole thing begins to exist. And so I think that right there in itself shows you that his level of dedication is, is one of the main characteristics that you know is absolutely per, uh, pertinent to the story. But then you also look at Moses and David and all those other ones, their dedication to God was strong too. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't know that measure up's the right word, but I think he's right in that realm. Um, it's just a less popular name and a less popular story sure. would be my theory on it. But I don't know what you say ye, but yeah, you know. Well, I don't I don't know about like comparing or anything like that, but I, the the word that came to mind with me when I heard the name Mordecai was reckless because mm -hmm. he just, 
and like you know that song reckless love mm-hmm. which we don't do anymore but mm-hmm. abandon his is abandonment yeah like, yeah just abandon it for that, god like that dude just didn't care yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah I would, I would say i would i could see that in there yeah yeah, I, I love like digging into those other characters that sometimes you don't, you know, the book is obviously yeah, Esther, yeah. and so you focus on her, but um, it would be the same without him. Right. Know, he really played a huge yeah, role. I mean, without yeah. him, this doesn't really right. exist, doesn't really happen. I mean, Haman doesn't really get mad that uh, right. two Mordecai or the Jew. I mean, so it's pretty cool when, when you really start looking at it from that aspect. So, yeah. Okay, so this next question I'm excited about because oh. um, I know. So I had a conversation after our last podcast with someone that tuned in, and she probably will later as well. Um, but asking about one of the answers was like more application, like well, how do we do this? So Esther took a risk, and we know that she saved her people because God had her exactly where she was meant to be. Mm-hmm. So when we think about where God has us now, and we think about surrendering our lives, our businesses, our dreams to Him. What does that exactly or actually look like, and how do we actually do that? Mm-hmm. So when we talk about you know taking that risk. Like it sounds great, like yeah, I'm going to take a risk and I'm going to surrender all. Yeah. But what does that truly mean? Man, you can answer that question in a thousand different ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for me, I would say, um, and, and you know, that this applies to everybody, even those who are, uh, you know, doing their best to give it all to God. Um, you got to start with a relationship, regardless of what move you make, of what decision is made. Um, if if you're not hearing from God, uh, it's because you're not in the Word with Him, and if you're trying to uh, you know, move and live for God, and and you know, surrender all, and and you know what all the characteristics that you said. Um, and you got to be able to hear from him. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're not hearing from him, that that's all coming from you. Yeah, and it's it, it's not it's not coming from God. So you you got to be in the Word. You got to you got to be in prayer. Um, and then for for me, things like moving to Iowa. That was a decision that um, man we prayed about so hard and we were in the word and um, you know honestly I didn't I didn't hear a, a, a yes or no um, what what we heard and I say we myself and Rachel um, what what we heard from God it was um, whatever you decide I'm gonna be okay with it so so then at that point, God put that decision on us. Mm-hmm. But what happened was we listened to Him. We were in the Word. We were praying. We were we were we were seeking Him out. Um, and then, you know, it's it's hard to it's hard to explain what hearing from God is like mm-hmm. unless you've you've been in that moment. Yeah. Um, but you should listen. So much is surrender and <clears throat> whether it be for yourself or for your business or whatever, so much is listening and making him the first in so many yeah. different things. I think too, you know, <clears throat> when you look, many organizations, you know, have missions, visions and you know, value statements and things like that. Do any of those <clears throat> reflect God? Um, you know, what is is there an avenue? You know, I, I know a lot of business owners that not only tithe 
10% financially from themselves personally, but they, they tithe 10% from their business. Um, there's so many different ways to surrender to God, but honestly, it all begins with the initial mindset of why an understanding of like, why do I have this platform? Why do I have this business? Why? And it's understanding that it's because of God that you have these things. And I think that's the biggest place to, to start at and go, okay, so God, I know that you've allowed these things to exist and happen. Um, you know, now what, what is it that you require of me? You know, um, I, maybe, um, I always, I, I don't know. There's like, I always like Chick-fil-A and, and places like that, man, they stand on their values no matter what. I read one of the articles that the Chick-fil-A closest to the Super Bowl stadium refused to open up on Sunday for the Super Bowl. Sure. Like stand your ground, like God will bless that and, and has. And so I think it's just making sure that you really keep, um, and Scotty said it, I think on Sunday, maybe you said, you know, you're keeping the main thing, the main thing. Um, I don't know if you said that. It was something along those lines during first where you're like, you know, we, this is why we're here. You yeah, know? Yeah. Um, and I, I think that in itself is, is, is huge when it comes to that. And I think that's a, it's a mindset that gets built through consistent surrender um, through, through uh, uh, daily picking up our cross and, and walking with Christ and mm-hmm. saying, Hey, this is yours. You know, everything at the stone church, like I don't look at this and go, well, this is my church. You know, the yeah. thing is far away. You start speaking that into existence and you're going to get in some trouble. You know what I mean? Right. So like, this is his. Um, and I just happen to be here to be a part of it. And I kind of try to keep that perspective. And I think that's, that's something that for me that I think a lot of business owners could do. I, I had Scott Shives was over at my house yesterday and he's kind of the same way which is uh, he's got his own thing running a little bit and it's God's and he knows that and he keeps that in very much in perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think, I don't know if that helps uh, if that answers the question, but I, I think that's a big, big start is with, yeah. uh, the consistent pattern to develop the right mindset that will produce the right behaviors that produce the right organization for God. So, mm-hmm. and even, even further, um, for me, when when you're when you're in the Word, when you're talking to God, when you have a relationship with Him, and you hear something, obedience. Yeah, you got as crazy it, as it might be. be. Like, yep, yep. You have to be like like Mordecai. Yep. You, should, mm-hmm. you have to do it. Yeah. And, and if you know, if it calls for it, be reckless because yeah. it's a calling from God. It's, it's a it. real thing, man. Like it doesn't, and it will not. And this is the other thing I would say too. It won't go away. Yeah. You might miss that opportunity, but God's going to swing back around. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't go away. That's the one thing that I've learned about a calling and and when God wants you to move or do something mm-hmm. like, and, and man, when you don't do it, you know you should have because you just feel horrible. <laughs> so. I, I um, very literally, but that's the word, like to the freeze <clears throat> or uh, when uh, people uh, – to tell you not to not to pray for for patience mm-hmm. because then God gives you situations mm-hmm. to be patient in. Mm-hmm. So like you ha- you have to go through those yeah. to to be patient. Yeah. You, and God has put those situations in your life specifically to grow your patience. Yeah. Right. You just got to do it. Here's a phrase: put up or shut up. Yeah. Like I I know that's kind of like a worldly type of thing, but in the end, sometimes I've felt that way in 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 my faith journey before. Mm-hmm. It's like you either gonna put up or you're not. Like yeah. You you got you just get going, and yeah. so like uh, that's just kind of my 
thought a little bit too. So Mordecai, he, he's a guy that he put up, that's for sure. He did. So. All right. Well, our last question for the breakdown. Jeez, you smoked through that. Oh, Rolling. So as God builds our lives to become more what he wants them to be, we will face difficulties, even mourning and grief, and seemingly negative situations that make it seem like maybe he isn't in control or has abandoned us. But we have seen that God is at work in our lives, and even those things, he often uses difficult situations to move us to the place that he wants us to be to fulfill his plans. So knowing all of that, how can the story of Esther give us hope and help us to turn to God? That was a huge question. Well, I just gave some context around it. So well, I wanted to really kind of focus on life isn't always going to be like God's like, here's your plan. Have fun. Yeah, like, yeah. this is great. You're going to have those trials. And like I said, it could be well times of mourning. It's just, it's what the scriptures, I mean, state. And I think it's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 where, you know, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding yeah. and all in his ways acknowledge him. I, that's the scripture that comes to my mind. And that's been, there's something else that's come to my mind as you was reading that question. And it's like something that I just, I hear so often so many people's like, you know, or I see a meme or something where it's like, um, you know, um, when God's quiet, just wait, you know, or type thing. And I'm sitting there going, I'd like to know when he's quiet. <laughs> can I, I mean, sure. like, I know that this might be a little off subject a little bit, but I, I don't know that I've ever experienced a, a season where God wouldn't speak to me through his word or yeah. it's more on the choice of myself. So right. sometimes I think people want to say, well, God's just being quiet. Well, I don't, I don't know that that might be the case in every situation. I think maybe we aren't pressing in enough. So I, I, for some reason that has like circled back. What are your guys' thoughts on that? I know that's another question to the, but I'm like being quiet. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I was just, I was listening to a podcast and it's actually about burnout. Mm -hmm. Um, and they were talking one of the and it's, it's church leaders. And one of the pastors was talking about how he, he did like God just, kind of put him through a season where he was like, I was in full despair and I would cry out to God and I just felt like he wasn't there. Um, but he really said, but it made him really work and draw closer. And mm -hmm. so he said like when he, when he did hear God, it was like an absolute, yes, this is God. It was so clear and he was so much closer. So mm -hmm. I don't, I don't have like a good example myself, yeah. um, but I thought it was interesting that, um, he he just shared like in his role those things that he went through. It was it was a really dark time for him. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't think are are you saying that that was God being quiet? That's what he was. That's okay. what he was saying. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure I have anything to back it up with, but I, I would disagree with it with him saying that was God being quiet. Because mm -hmm. because with without God, I don't know the I don't know the situation, but that guy probably would have not made it through whatever he was going through. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, he had to have been speaking to him the whole time. I just always go back and forth. I'm just like, man, I, every time I lean in and press in, I'll hear him. Like, yeah. I, I'll see yeah. it. Like, I, and so I, 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 for some reason, I, I find it hard sometimes for myself just to connect with people that oh, I'm just going through a season where I'm not. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, like I, I want to empathize and I want to be there, but I, I don't know. Cause I've never really experienced that firsthand myself, you know, um, well, and it, and I'm it, not saying that that's something I want to experience, <laughs> but I'm just, 
you know. And it and it goes back to the couple of questions ago. You know, what's what's the application? It it starts with that relationship. It starts mm -hmm. with you being in the well, Word and you talking to God. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, of all the things in that in the, in the question you asked um, was, <clears throat> you know, Esther and them. Um, you know, and I I made mention to it on Sunday briefly, but they didn't just. I mean, they they took action, but it was well, the first action they took was praying and fasting, and and I think that's like a big thing. And so for me, it's like, you know, well, I'm really not. I, that would be the main thing, the main takeaway that I would take away from Esther, is that it was it was they were risk takers, mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't without. The, the preparation to be yeah. a risk taker. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is what we were trying to say. So, mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Well, I know that was a little bit off subject, a little bit, but mm -hmm. bu bugging me. I'm like, do people really think that God just? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure mm -hmm. that scripturally there's stuff in there that might reference those or, or stuff like that. But I, I wonder so much how much of it is really on us versus really Him being quiet. Mm -hmm. Just throwing mm -hmm. that out there. So. Love to get some thoughts on that if anybody wants to email us or. Yeah, and I was going to say too with the, with the question before, like that came as a follow up from the podcast last week. Like, yeah, yeah. feel free to send your questions in because sure. that would be awesome. Absolutely, because like I, I mean, I, help help me learn and understand. I'm yeah. all about it. You know, um, just because I get up Sundays doesn't on Sundays doesn't mean that. Well, we only I know what figure we know. Out. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would be interested in hearing that. So anyway, awesome. there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up the breakdown. We actually addressed, did we address the answer to the question? Yes. Um, God, how can the story give us hope and help us turn to God? I mean, press in. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. It's it's the example of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what happens when you do that? Yeah, I think it's good. All right. I'm sure. It was something like it's hard to be a risk taker without being relentless. You know what I mean yeah. for for God or that's, anyway. Sorry, that's you, you, you always have those things like afterwards. You're like, dang it, man! I should have said I, something. I like thought he was going to say something about the halftime show. No, no, we're not talking about the halftime show. <laughs> no. All right, yeah. but this last part is fun questions. Yay! Yay is right. Do we have a name yet? No. What are we doing? Dude, you we went week after week with no names. Maybe maybe I'll make them all would you rather's from now on. Let's no, call it the would you rather segment. Does, does that, that would be terrible. That. Yes. So that would be the worst good. thing that could ever happen. <laughs> <laughs> These all start with the word what, so you're okay. What? What? All right. What's so question number one. What was your high school locker like? It's <laughs> like it had books in it. Is it? Was it, it was, clean? Was it organized? Yeah, um, but it wasn't like. But I didn't have anything in there. Yeah, like no. that's a. I feel like if you well, you're asking two guys that just like school. <laughs> I mean, you're so I was gonna say I was gonna say if there were some some more females in here, but I feel like that would make my wife mad. So yeah, I'm not gonna say that. Um, yeah, I mean, there were books in the bottom, and I maybe had like a pencil or something in there, and it's. Place for oh, a, no, coat. a coat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you guys are so not fun. One of them, okay. one of the lockers had my head skin on it. Top from your accident you talked yeah, about so two weeks ago. Didn't, didn't actually hit a locker. So gross. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I. Yeah. 
Uh, it was a normal locker. Normal? It wasn't wasn't decorated. It didn't have a mirror in there or whatever. <laughs> didn't check the hair. <laughs> no. No snacks. No. Oh, no. Man. Probably not. Yeah. If I if I had snacks, they wouldn't make it to the locker. Yeah. Funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. Come on, Jess. Sorry. Like, that was well, so here's I, I have a How was your locker? Mine was awesome. I had okay. I had like magnetic picture frames, oh my, my friends gosh. and family. And yeah, I had the, the mirror for sure and the top shelf was all my snacks. So like between classes I go like grab a handful of crackers or whatever you had in there. And then I always had an extra sweatshirt because we never were gonna be sure because we had her cold in the classroom. So I always had that in there. So so telling us <laughs> her personality now. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it makes so much sense. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> so I had a classmate that he um, he was just kind of this type of person. He took a milk carton, chocolate milk, and like ours would raise up a little bit, and he somehow got like underneath there, and he put the milk carton inside, left it the entire school year. Like it was stenchy, man. Like it stunk up just to see how smelly it would get. So it gets to the point that the next school year they actually found it and realized what had happened. But they like they were like spraying Lysol all the time, couldn't figure out like why the smell wouldn't go away. <laughs> so they finally figured out it was so bad that the next school year they couldn't even use that locker because it was like the filth of the smell just hung in there. So what, awesome. what raised up? Like the, the actual the metal, locker? The yeah, so it was like it bottom. was like yeah, there was like a metal floor. Yeah. He was able to pry that up somehow and put it underneath there. Gross. Man. It was, it was, so. Oh, okay. Mary, what did she say? Mary Krogman says, great, I just got on in time to know what kind of lockers these two had in high school. Can learn a lot about a person knowing this. Oh, oh great. Just wait, this next question is better. We didn't, uh, we didn't, yeah, like, we didn't utilize them, like, super sorry. Yeah. All right, question number two. We're boring. <laughs> now that you guys are grown up, what's in the trunk of your car right now? Tools. I just got a, a, just a toolkit and a tire. Iron? Um, no, tire inflation thing. In case like you have a flat, you just run it electrically and you know the cigarette lighter and pump it up. Wow. That's it. Fascinating. Um, I'm there's... sorry, it's boring. Like I, it's like there's a lot. Of oh, dude, I don't even want to joke. Yeah. So we're still we're still getting things out of the house in Strawberry. Like every time we we go up there to see Dustin and the kids and all that, and Hannah, um, we we get something. But then you don't unload it when you get home. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a uh, there's a queen size bed frame in the back of my truck. Right now. <laughs> um, there's flooring that Joe gave us yeah. a year ago that still have and never going to use. Uh, Mary says even better. Even um, better. There are bags like. The corn corn bags for bags, corn bowl <laughs> bags. In February. Um, uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Last so, time I saw it, it was pretty scary. Yeah, it's, it probably hasn't changed. <laughs> That's hilarious. See, yeah, my, my truck is uh, back wheel drive. And, and storage unit. Well, <laughs> and it, it, you have to keep it weighted down back there. Yeah. So you can get through your snow. That's a horrible excuse. <laughs> it's the only one I can think of. <laughs> yeah, I really, I, I mean, besides the toolkit uh, and that air little machine, uh, little compressor. air machine was it like a, a, a little compressor or yeah, something? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I yeah. don't know that there's anything else back there. So, oh, oh, no, Gage's. I think Gage's snowboard might be back there too. 
I'll have to check, but that'd be it. <laughs> so we we didn't talk about what's behind the seats of my truck. Oh no. <laughs> oh, <dude>. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even get it in here. Um that's just a bunch of trash. I have I have one of those hand handheld compressors. Yeah. And I have um, Rachel bought one of these online and loved it, so we bought one for me and I haven't used it yet. Um, the little thing that goes over the windshield when it snows, yeah, you pull it off. It's like a clean windshield. You don't use right? it yet? No. Well, we got it last week, just like that. Okay. It's it's snowed two or three times, but yeah. I just haven't. I haven't used it. Um, yeah, there's like some rope back there, like a tarp or something. I think there's a hammer back there too. Don't worry about it. Couple, <laughs> couple kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. It's chaos. Is long, long story short. Yes, yeah. it's not. It's not good. Yeah. Great. That's that's it's wonderful. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, um, this question, I I wrote these last night, but I thought of this morning. So I run in the mornings, and we have a, a part that kind of goes down like back behind the park, and there's a car that had pulled up, and it's like. 5 30 in the morning right it's dark mm -hmm. out yeah so this guy is out there and he's unloading bags from his trunk and at first we're like oh my gosh are we gonna body. walk up on something like <laughs> do we have like are we equipped to handle this <laughs> it was garbage day in the end of town he's been his garbage oh, out oh that's funny yeah but we have like oh my goodness at five in the morning though <sighs> scotty when do you run um in my sleep me too <laughs> we're not supposed to be I don't run. Cause you call me fat or something? No, I'm just throwing it out there. I used to run. Yeah. If you guys are you're more than welcome to join. I ran. You're freaking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, right. Especially at five in the morning. Yeah. You're. It's five fifteen. Whatever. <laughs> um, I, I played sports in high school, so I ran. I ran a lot in high school. Ooh, you're sports in. What? You were sports in. Sports in. Yeah. I, I guess. <laughs> Like that's the only running I ever did. <laughs> so, uh, quick, quick, funny story to to brag a little bit too, just because I can. Um, we were we were having football practice one day, and we got done with it. And I felt like I was so out of shape, and like we, it was like middle of the season. Okay. Have Have you heard the story? Maybe I thought, yeah. but maybe not. Probably. Um, and I, sh I should have been in shape, and I wasn't. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna run till I'm in shape. Yes. I ran. I ran 16 miles that day, <laughs> just like in this uh, around the track, around the football field. We call that man's 16. fight. <laughs> we do. It's man's fight. Um, uh, just a little inside. It didn't. It didn't work. Didn't work. No. I didn't. I didn't get in shape right No, because he got done running the 16 miles and said, "I'm hungry." <laughs> oh, so yeah. 15 tacos from Taco Bell. Oh yeah, I could probably do 15. Hey, well, how about the worst sermon illustration I ever used? That was pretty good. <laughs> I mean, it, the it stamina this this much, like just just, just a, a smidge. Show. That's yeah. all it was. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. It's fun. I mean, I'll take the uh, the, the bragging a little bit. Yeah, yeah it was pretty <laughs> awesome. I feel like as long as you have a microphone, you can say whatever you want to say and mm -hmm. hide in however you want to type in. Mm -hmm. That that may get you in trouble one day. <laughs> all right. Already. <laughs> Last question, what is one thing you're doing today to be a better version of yourself tomorrow? And can I just preface this a little bit? You can. Okay, so I want you to think about not like, oh, I'm working my normal stuff. Just your stuff. day today. Yeah, like yeah. what do you, 
like this was like make you grow and help you be a I better person. One. So what are you gonna do one. to be better tomorrow? Yeah, go. I am empowering. Nice. Um, and the process. And why are you doing that? that? Because I do too much. Yeah. I don't get paid for everything that I do. That's not how that works. <laughs> um, so there are several processes that I am working on putting in place right now to empower people to do things during the week and and um, stuff that can clear my schedule a little bit so I can work on other things. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I'm continuing that and doing that. Awesome. And tell people why you struggle with empowering. So I don't, I don't like to give things up. Why? Is this a little counseling because session? I, because I like control. <laughs> and <laughs> excellence. And excellence, yeah. yeah. I feel like he hasn't maybe talked about this before. Never. Yeah. Not uh, once. Yeah. <laughs> it comes up every now and then. Yeah, every Monday. <laughs> Rachel said, thank you, Jess. I'm assuming to that preface. Yeah. Preface. Preface. Yeah. All right. What do you got, Joe? Um, well, I mean, I, mine was yesterday. I took a day off and did zero, zero church. So like nice. I just, I had to mentally check out for a day and it was a long week last week and that makes me better. So I'm actually excited to be back at it today. So Boom. yeah, lots of fun, amazing stuff to, to grow. Sometimes you got to be willing to rest too. Ooh, so I'm going to write that down. Yeah. There's something there. I never thought about that. I'm gonna write that down. I spent uh, 14 hours here on Sunday. Sunday so was the was a I, long day. I brought my computer, but I, I stayed home yesterday and worked a little bit from home. But I I kind of checked out a little bit too. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah. All right. Well, that will finish up episode 51. Wrap it up. So 51. we're halfway to 100. What happens when we get to 100? Um, I go to Jamaica. Oh, can I come? <laughs> Podcast crew, Jamaica trip. Hey, we're we'll doing like the Cool Runnings thing, um, like the Jamaican bobsled team. Yes. Um, that movie, that old movie, Cool Runnings. Absolutely. Hey, man. Yeah. I can do my British accent. No, no it's bad. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jess, it's bad. It's not like. <laughs> you weren't there for it. Why would you do a British accent in Jamaica? Because it's fun. <laughs> How about this? How about you don't practice any other accents until you can get rid of the one you have? Oh my, <laughs> yes. Is that Dang. funny or what? You Shots know. <laughs> We're teasing you. Teasing you. Oh, oh man. man. That was a good one, though. I like that. All right. Are we, are we, are we done? All right.